This morning on the third hour of today, surprise settlement. The family of the cinematographer killed on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie Rust, settling with the actor and producers and revealing that filming will resume soon. What it means for the criminal investigation. Then later, an early holiday treat. It's not even Halloween, but there are big sales coming where you can find the best deals. And a heavyweight showdown. It's Fat Bear Week. We're breaking down the bracket and how you can pick the big winner. Grab your picnic basket today, boo-boo, Thursday, October 6th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And a good Thursday morning to you. Welcome to this third hour of today. Craig Melvin, Chanel Jones, Albert Roker. Uh, We'll see Dylan tomorrow. We got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right to it here. We're going to start with that surprise settlement in the lawsuit against Alec Baldwin and the producers of his movie Rust. The settlement comes nearly a year after the deadly shooting on the set. NBC News national correspondent Miguel Almaguer has been on this story from the very start. He joins us now from L.A. with the very latest on these developments. Miguel, good morning. Hey, guys, good morning. The family of Helena Hutchins, the cinematographer who was shot and killed during filming, has settled a wrongful death lawsuit against the film's producers, including Alec Baldwin. The agreement, just the latest twist in the tragic accident as the movie is now set to get back into action. Nearly a year after the fatal shooting on the set of Rust, the family of cinematographer Helena Hutchins has reached a settlement in a wrongful death lawsuit with the film's producers, including Alec Baldwin, the movie star, and the man behind the fatal bullet. In a statement, her husband Matthew says, All of us believe Helena's death was a terrible accident. I have no interest in engaging in recriminations or attribution of blame to the producers or Mr. Baldwin. It's a major change in tone since he sat down exclusively with Hoda in February. And the idea that the person holding the gun causing it to discharge is not responsible is absurd to me. While a financial agreement has not been disclosed, Matthew Hutchins will now be an executive producer on the film, which will go back into production early next year. It all comes as the Santa Fe District Attorney could file criminal charges against as many as four people, possibly including Baldwin himself. Each of those charges will will probably include some variation of our homicide statute. The DA says the settlement will have no impact on the ongoing criminal investigation or the decision to press charges, adding no one is above the law. Can the DA still move forward without the victim's family's support? Technically, the DA's prospective case against these defendants has not been weakened at all by this settlement. But practically speaking, it has because reluctant victims make for a difficult prosecution. Earlier this year, attorneys for the Hutchins family released this animation they say shows how Baldwin was holding the gun as a live round was fired with Helena standing just four feet away. That bullet killed the 42-year-old and injured the film's director, Joel Souza, who now says he'll return to finish the film. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Baldwin, who has denied responsibility for the accident, called the agreement a resolution to a tragic and painful situation. Justice is a, is a tricky concept. Meanwhile, Helena's family says they hope the settlement will help pay tribute to her final work. I mean, she deserved to live and nothing can bring her back. 
As for the criminal case, we expect the DA to file charges later this month if she does so. Now, if a case is brought against Alec Baldwin, it's possible that the criminal trial of that shooting could be underway at the very same time filming for Rust is expected to resume, potentially putting the Hollywood star in the role of actor and defendant all at once. Guys, back to you. All right, Miguel Hamburger starting us off. Thank you, Miguel. Turning now to the holiday shopping wars that are here earlier than ever. Today, more than three weeks before Halloween, some retailers are already kicking off their holiday sales. NBC's Emily Aketa is here with tips on how to navigate the new version of Black Friday. Good morning to you. Hey, guys. Yeah, it's it's quite early. It really is battle of the bargains. Today, we're seeing Target and Kohl's roll out some of their deals. Target, a two-day uh, event and then Kohl's will continue all the way through Christmas. Next week, Walmart and Amazon are getting in on the fun. And what's really interesting about Amazon is this is actually the first time that they're holding two Prime Day-like events within the same year. And it's really an acknowledgement that Listen, consumers are shifting their spending. They're spending more carefully and thoughtfully because we are dealing with this inflation. We're dealing with higher interest rates. And so retailers are having to fight for their attention. And that's why we're seeing a lot of deals. That's so interesting. What about inflation? I mean, it's been sharply rising, you know, costs for everyone. What are some ways to ensure you snag the best bargain uh, beforehand? Right. We, w- we want to make sure that the deal is all that it's being cracked up to be. And so there are a couple of things you can do. First and foremost, you ju- it just takes a little research. Uh, you want to compare prices online. There are things like Yahoo shopping, Google shopping, check for the history of the prices items. You can download different kinds of browser extensions to be alerted when an item drops in price. I think the other thing is with these early deals, people are wondering, okay, well, what if that item, could could it go on an even better sale closer towards Mm -hmm. the holiday? Mm -hmm. So that's why you want to look for retailers that will match the price, give you that refund if it continues to drop later on after you purchase the item. And then the last thing I'll mention is stacking your discounts, layering those sales on top of sales. So what I mean by that is Use a uh, cashback credit card or a credit card that gives you points when you're doing your holiday shopping. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a two-in-one deal. And this one I might try, actually. Look for deals where gift cards go on sale and then use those gift cards at uh, that store when it's having steeper sales store-wide. Where gift cards go on sale? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. especially if you've got points for your credit card and you go on. And a lot of times a number of gift card uh, companies discount the gift cards. Yeah. That's a great way to say it. Nobody nobody knows that you did. You've yeah. discounted it. Uh, talk about last year, Emily, when we had those all those supply chain issues. Yeah. Are we looking at that this year? Have they solved that problem? Yeah, so many of us experienced that. A delayed, a delayed uh, gift getting to you is certainly stressful. But I think the hope is that we're not going to see a repeat of the past two years. A lot of shipping and delivery companies, they have since increased their capacity to prevent those backlogs. And now we're seeing doled demand because of inflation, but we're seeing that increased capacity still. So we should hope to get more on-time delivery. Some some good news That's there, good a silver news. lining yeah, to inflation. Like I cannot believe we are talking about the holidays already. Emily, yeah. not, Emily, even Halloween. not even Halloween. Thank, Thank you, Emily. Emily. I want to update you on a story that we were talking about roughly this time yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right now, a crew of four astronauts is en route to the International Space Station. Two, one, ignition, engines full power, and liftoff. Go They blasted off from the Kennedy Space Center yesterday on board that SpaceX rocket. And the crew is being led by Commander Nicole Mann. And Nicole Mann is the first Native American woman in space. They're going to arrive a little bit later today. They are going to stay on the International Space Station until March. It's pretty exciting. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So right now, we would like to pause and tell you about the biggest competition in the wild. Did you know... 
It's Fat Bear Week. It's a thing. That's right. It is a thing. Twelve bears from a national park in Alaska are facing off in a heavyweight competition. We've even got a March Madness-style bracket. So these are the grisly details. Uh, Park Service is posting before and after photos of the bears. So this is the most recent champ, Holly. Uh, And you get to choose which one did the best job packing on the pounds uh, after hibernation. So voting will last until Tuesday on the park's website. Uh, I thought this was a joke at first. No, this is serious. Apparently 150,000 people have already voted. Yeah, uh, Otis is a big, big favorite. He's won, I think, about three or four times. They look uh, so... Oh, mangy is not the word. (laughs) No, mangy in some cases. (laughs) Before, I'm like... another bear. (laughs) It's going to be a great week for the bear. Not so much for the salmon, though. Well, you know, that's the way it goes. There you go. Whoa. My goodness. (laughs) All right, just ahead, it's our fall health checklist from when to get your shots to fall allergies and how to take care of your skin. We have all of the answers. And then later in Impact Thursday, the woman who is changing lives by sharing the Mexican culture. We'll be right back. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back with today's checklist, your fall medical to-do list. And here to tell us what we should all be thinking about, we have board-certified internist, Dr. Kavita Agarwal. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. So we, I promise you, we're just talking about this downstairs in the concourse. Oh, yeah? Skin care. After the summer, a lot of people have had sunburns. Their skin feels dry, especially heading into the winter months. So what do we do to be all dewy and fresh and wonderful? (laughs) Oh, so um, basically what I want to say is that I hope everybody was using their sunscreen during the summer because we want to protect our sun, our skin. Yes. Um, and um, people may want to have extra concerns um, if they have had any serious sunburns, especially in their childhood, or if they've done any indoor tanning or have family history of skin cancers, then definitely get a, a yearly check with your dermatologist. Yeah. It's cumulative. So yeah. then what about yeah. like uh, fall skin care 101? I saw the first thing on the list is to take shorter showers. Shorter which is, showers. And you yeah. want to have, avoid super hot water. And which you want is to, tough because some people like long, I hot know, showers. In the fall and the winter, definitely it's can't do that. It's bad for you. And you want to um, moisturize and use an oil oil-based product, that's going to retain moisture much better. Okay. And we can't forget about those feet. So yes. after a good soak, use that foot file and, and address those calluses. All right, Al, you got that? Check. You, you do not want to suffer the agony of defeat. Uh, so Dr. <laughs> no. Gay, uh, what about yes. fall allergies, as, yes. which is a, a real thing? Oh my God, it's a very big thing. It is ragweed and mm-hmm. the season is August through November. Symptoms are just like many other allergies. So you got your runny eyes and itchy nose and sore throat. Um, but things that you can do to prevent is like mm-hmm. if you're outdoors doing your chores and you're mowing the lawn, put on a mask. That's actually going to minimize your airway exposure. Yes. If you're indoors, 
shut those windows. Okay. And then one thing that I really recommend is taking a shower before going to bed. Wash that How off. How do people hair. not do that? I know, because you don't want that pollen on you at Ooh. night when you sleep. Absolutely. And then we have readily available antihistamines over the counter for your symptoms. And leaves and moisture and mold is yes, a big problem. Yes, mold is the next thing. I know. So mold is everywhere, unfortunately. Um, and in the fall, with our damp weather, it can be a bigger issue, especially for people with immunocompromised conditions, lung disease, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So how can we prevent it? So you a dehumidifier at home. Right. Um, you want to make sure your basement's not wet. And if you do end up getting a mold problem, then it depends on the surface. So if it's a hard surface, use bleach. If it's a soft surface, like a cushion or a rug, discard it, Get replace it. it. Get rid of it. Exactly. All right, for thanks, sure. Dr. King. All right. Doc, thank you. Yes, thanks thank for you. stopping in. Oh, my pleasure. So we tend to think of ticks as like a, like a summer issue, but the reality is this is the time of year a lot of folks going on hikes. A lot of folks are out there raking those leaves. Leaves, I know. So you don't want to let down your guard. You want to be careful. So if you're going out, what I recommend is you're going to wear long clothing, long sleeves, long pants. Tuck those pant legs into your socks. You can spray your clothing with permethrin. You can um, spray any exposed body parts with insect bug spray. Okay. And then when you come back in from the outdoors, toss those clothes in the dryer, super hot heat. Take a shower and use that opportunity to do a tick check. Tick check. Yes. And with, the, with, with the spray, deep, no deep. Deep. Always deep. But not for kids. Okay. Not for kids. Yes. So, speaking of kids, this yes. is the time of year where lots of folks are talking about vaccines, vaccines. especially for kids. Vaccines, so I know. Which, what should we be getting right now in terms of vaccines, and should we prioritize any vaccine over, over another? So I want to talk about two main vaccines. So as you all know, the FDA and CDC just recently approved the new bivalent COVID booster. You definitely want to get that now. Don't wait. The only timing consideration is you want to wait two months after getting your primary series or three months after any recent COVID illness. Um, we're expecting the cases to uptick as winter and sure. cold comes in. Um, the next thing that you want to do is get your flu shot. So flu season is around the corner. Don't delay. Get your flu vaccine. And, and you, you can get them both at the same time. You can time. get them at the same time, for sure. Um, anybody over the age of six months can get the flu shot. And after two weeks, you're considered immune. Um, and definitely don't delay. Flu what about the childhood vaccines? Any so, other vaccines for kids? Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, because of the pandemic, so many people got off track. They missed their appointments. They missed their vaccines. I want you all to get back with your pediatrician and get back on schedule with your shots, especially the polio vaccine, for sure. And Doc, if you're yes. 65 and older, it's a different flu vaccine, It is right? a high-dose flu vaccine. But if you can't get it, just get any vaccine. Okay. Have you got yours? Got mine. Okay. I got mine, too. My kids got right. mine. We're all good. Yes, we're all Ready good. to go. All right. Yes, That's our to-do sure. list. Dr. Agarwal, as always, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much for Thanks having me. Thanks for having Appreciate us. It. Okay. Just ahead, Impact Thursday. We're going to meet a woman who's touching lives just by sharing her culture. Then later, it's an acting dream team. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II and Corey Hawkins live here talking talking about sharing the stage as the third hour of today continues. We are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. This morning, we want to introduce you to a woman whose heritage is always on display. She sells handmade items from Mexico in her little San Diego shops. Each one is like a work of art. But she's not just sharing her love for the Mexican culture. She also is making an impact on both sides of the border. I love getting to go out to these uh, different parts of Mexico, meet with the artesanos, learn about their pieces, and then bring that back and then be able to share that with uh, the customers. 
Alexia de la Parra has been sharing culture since she was born in the U.S. and grew up just across the border in Tijuana, Mexico, where the colorful markets there were a cornerstone of her childhood. My grandfather would take me, and those are some of my earliest memories of going to Mercado Hidalgo, where we would go try fruits, and we would go walk the stalls, and that's where you would see a lot of folk art throughout the years. Whenever we would travel, we would go to to markets like this. In 2009, she brought some of those Mexican crafts back with her from vacation. And so I started selling um, at a farmer's market. Pottery, um, jewelry, purses. Alexia soon discovered she had tapped into something special because by the next year, she was ready to open her first business, Art Alexia. Well, I always say, if I don't sell it, then I can keep it at home. So I I only buy things that I I really like. And I'm definitely drawn towards color, towards something that automatically just makes me smile. One staple of her business is a pledge to support a wide variety of Latina artisans, like Maria Zacharias from Oaxaca. She makes aprons and does all this embroidery. And we asked her, would you be open to making other items for us? Would you be open to making perhaps patches with this beautiful work or bags? And she was very excited to be able to then do something else because now she can do that for other clients as well. Now she has all this work and she can just buy all her supplies. Last time we spoke to her, she had to buy another sewing machine. Before the pandemic, Alexia also created week-long craft and culinary tours called Eat, Drink, Cook Mexico. I loved being able to share Mexico with people who were afraid to go by themselves or they didn't know the language or they just wanted to go with somebody who was familiar with the area. This year, Alexia expanded her brand, opening sister shop Casa Cocina for all things culinary. So it was nice to start something fresh that's still similar, but has its own identity. Post-pandemic, she is once again sharing Mexican art by teaching it at workshops. So one trick I like to do is I like to fold it in half to make sure it's at the halfway point. And giving instruction on how to make a Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead, altar. It's about remembering your loved ones that have passed, keeping their memories alive, sharing their stories, talking to your children about your parents, your great-grandparents. Alexia has begun preparing her Day of the Dead altar this year, always to honor her grandfather. Oh my goodness. I have so many memories of him. He passed away when I was extremely young, but I can remember his voice. I always wonder, like, oh my God, if he could see me now, like, what would he think that, that I'm doing this? I think he'd be super proud, for sure. Day of the Dead will be celebrated for two days, November 1st and 2nd. And take a look. These are uh, Alexia's tips for building an altar for your loved one at home. It can be big or small, simple or fancy, whatever you like. And it should include things, she says, like a picture, candles, incense, flowers, even foods or drinks that your loved one loved. What a great celebration. Absolutely. Love that. Well, when we come back, it is shop all day. Our chassis post has some flat out good ideas for simplifying our lives. Third hour today, I'll be right back.
We are back with a peek at today's episode of our streaming show, Shop All Day. So the theme today is tips and tricks to get organized, get out the door, and look good while you do it. Cheers to that. So Shop All Day contributor Chassis Post is here, which means you just scan that QR code to see the pics. You've got good stuff today. Not that you don't every day. But. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm point. so excited yeah. about this episode. And we've got some great stuff. Yes. Starting with, yeah, tips and tricks to help you get organized. So, uh-huh. And have you ever seen a more adorable storage pouch? Is, I have not. Cute. And these sort of varsity letters, they're such a big trend. We've been seeing them everywhere. And we got two styles here. First, these amazing, clear, yes. giant pouches. I mean, mm-hmm. for your snacks. So cute. Your stuff. And I love clear stuff because you can sure. see everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But also, look at these wonderful toiletry and makeup bags, cute. right? Yeah. Just face. And you can fit all sorts of stuff in here. And these start at $20.99. It's a cute gift idea. Such. I'm stocking yeah. up on these. And yeah. we've seen, you know, this varsity letter trend for mm-hmm. way, way more. So this yeah. is so fun. I love it. you got roll-up shoes. Oh, Al, we I sure see you do. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. These listen. are so incredible. Yes. So these are fashionable and functional. So you know that mesh sort of knit that yes. we've seen everywhere? That's really cool. But guess what? Look, they roll up so you can take these Throw this them in the your thing. bag, right? So growing up, my grandmother would always give me these all different because when you're out and about, let's yes. say you're at a party, uh-huh. your heels start to hurt. Right. You remember you go to weddings and they give you the slip on shoes. Yeah. Well, now yeah. you go into your bag and you just exactly. and put them on. Wow. Who needs it? when you want to hit that dance floor? They're also oh, great okay. for commuting to work to and travel. Girl. I did. This is oh. my new favorite thing. I had these as a blade? kid. Can yes, you, you just clip this? them on. Yes, these are shoe Look clips and they transform any shoe. This is a plain into a statement shoe. Keep that shoe. How great is that? And you can slip it on. Yeah, and you can switch them out. I mean, you've got bows. You've got these fabulous glam crystals. So you would use those. You could use those in your hair and on your shoe. Well, no, these are just Just for shoes. shoes. So they'll take any shoe you have in your closet and transform it. What am I going to do? No, it wasn't a legitimate. You could right there, Craig. You could dual purpose. Yes. Well, yeah, you could, right? And guess what? These start at eight dollars and ninety nine cents. I mean, talking about getting the look for a whole lot less, right? Do this one. Oh, oh my. My gosh. What is okay, that? so this is this fabulous yes. waterproof uh, eyebrow pen, yes. and it is a huge, huge, uh, tons of fans for oh. shoppers, but also the Shop Today team is loving this. Can we demonstrate? And, is yes. this like a template? No, yes. So that is actually that a stencil. Yes. And let me tell you guys not only is it waterproof, but it's smudge proof. It right. stays all day. It's sweat so proof. You just put it right here. And yeah, and the I way you get face. that natural look is you can see here, there. You know where your eyebrows are? I can't see. <laughs> here, look, here, so it's got a four-trip brush, and, and like we would just so fill them in right my, there. Oh, it sticks. Don't touch it. But you know what I love so much about it is it gives you a really natural look because there are four prongs here, so it mimics actual hair. brow hair. And we have a before and after of Let's our see. Shop Today Let's team see. member, beautiful Alexa. Okay, look at look that. Look how gorgeous oh, her brows are. Her brows look. were fun before. Right? Oh, it feels you know, if you really work that, then you get a Groucho Marx look going. You can get any big, look, thick, and it's it's 
all about the brow this Never season. So we love this, and this it's eight dollars and ninety nine dollars. And you know how expensive. Yes. So yes, you get three templates, and you get a little eyebrow razer. Wow, a blackhead breakdown. Oh, this is so cool, Al. Yes. Well, but I got to tell you guys, this is on our episode. Yes, this is recommended by celeb makeup artist Ashley Glazer, who we're chatting with in this episode. Okay. And it's so great because it's a little stick and it's a triangular shape, so it gets in those nooks and crannies. For a pimple? Yes, for blackheads. But here's my thing. If it's oily, doesn't that make it oily? So it's actually, the brand says it's powered by uh, pink clay, so that sort of dries and sucks out the impurities and it exfoliates. And then I love that Ashley also says, use this five days before a big event and your makeup will go on more smoothly. And I just love it because, you know, who wants blackheads? Yeah, this is eighteen dollars. Learned a lot. Yeah, we, we've learned a lot here today. Yes, <laughs> I'm like here for this. <laughs> I know. You can wear those in your hair and you your guys, shoes. Yes. That's right. Just put those <laughs> shoes in your hair. <laughs> Do purpose. Chassis, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you want to check out Shop All Day Tips and Tricks streaming today on Today All Day. It starts at ten o'clock this morning Eastern. Hey, coming up next, award-winning actors Yaya Abdul-Mateen II and Corey Hawkins here talking about their new roles. And we've got actor and author Justin Baldoni joining us to share some important life lessons, a great self-esteem boost for the young men in your life. Here, Third hour of today, we'll no. be right this, back. This is your right eyebrow. That's okay. I got this. That's okay. I'm going to use it as a mustache. <laughs> We are back with some acting heavyweights who are now sharing the stage. We all remember Tony Award nominee Corey Hawkins from the film adaptation of In the Heights. If we had more time, I'd sing it all. And his portrayal of Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton. Oh, uh, yes. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, he won an Emmy for his role in the superhero drama series Watchmen. He also played activist Bobby Seale in the Best Picture nominee, The Trial of the Chicago mm-hmm. 7. Well, now... Now they play brothers Lincoln and Booth in the Pulitzer Prize-winning Broadway play Top Dog Underdog. It's a dark comic story about sibling love, but it's also about family identity, and we are honored to have both of them with Good us morning. this morning. Good, Good morning. morning. It's like, for me, when I saw that you guys are, are teaming up, it's like two NBA legends. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is just like, we're going to sit down with such great expectations. So let's start with you, Corey. This is your return um, to Broadway since your Tony-nominated role in Six Degrees of Separation. Both share kind of a common theme about secrets, but tell us about Top Dog, Underdog, and then the relationship with you two on, this, on the screen. Yeah, it's... Uh it's heavy. It's okay. deep. It's Susan Lloyd Parks um, at her her finest. Mm. Um, it's an ode to black men. It's a fable. It's funny. It's explosive. It, it, it's heartfelt. I play Lincoln, um, who, you know, he makes his living, uh, funny enough, as a Lincoln impersonator. Mm-hmm. Um, so, How does that work? I'm just kidding. Yeah, Keep going. Right. Uh, <laughs> so um, but but he used to be an expert three card Monty hustler. Uh, and he's, um, you know, I think it's about these brothers who are trace- chasing the American dream and how that dream lets them down or, or um, you know, the lies we're told. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Spe- speaking of dreams, you said this is your dream project. This is your, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is your Broadway debut. It is yeah. my Broadway <laughs> debut. I'm excited to be here. Oh, how, how was this your dream project? What was it about? Uh, well, I was introduced to this play about uh, 15 years ago. Um, and I did a sort of a director showcase. I did about 15 minutes from a scene and I fell in love with this character Booth. Uh, he was so witty and charming and charismatic and he cursed and he talked like people who I knew growing up, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, and I had, had never seen that before 
on the stage. And so it, it was a dream. So now, to, you know, to get to come back and come to Broadway, introduce this play uh, in this same character from a mature perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really a, it's literally a dream come true for me. And I always wonder, sometimes I'll go to Broadway shows and I'm like, how do they do it? Performance after performance. I mean, because I think it's only you two, right? For two yeah. hours? Yeah. Just by yourselves? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there a time where you, you know, step off stage and get some water? I mean, barely. <laughs> barely. barely. <laughs> how do you, seriously though, how do you do it? Um, it's a lot of discipline. It's a lot of discipline. It's funny, you know, you talk about you know, athletes, it feels athletic. Yeah. It feels um, th- there's there's the, the discipline leading up to the show. There's a discipline after the show. You have to not only take care of ourselves, um, but we have to take care of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you mean by that? Because um, these 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 men exist in the world mm-hmm. and, and we want to do justice to them mm-hmm. and show them in, in, in all their um, complexity and their light. You know, yeah. the dark, the funny, the humor, all of that. All the things. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You started a production company, I read. I did. I did. What's, yeah. what's in the works with the production company? Uh, well, there's a production co- company called House 1110. It's, uh, it's housed at Netflix right now. Um, we have a, a, a television show that, that'll be going at uh, FX. It's called The Scent of Burnt Flowers. Um, and that's something really cool that we're excited about. Also, a couple films that I kind of can't talk about right now, but um, this is an I mean, opportunity. you could. I, I mean, could. You, you yeah. felt I could. like it. I could. No one's, uh, no one's paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, But no, this is uh, really a labor of love. Uh, it, it's named after a house that I grew up in, and it's really my... Um, my my chance at stepping out and creating something that's sort of a table to work with the talented artists that I want to work with. Where'd you um, grow up? In Oakland, California. In Oakland. Yeah, yeah. So you're yeah, going to do both. You're not. You're going to still act, but you're also going. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, this is a chance to sort of build the world that I want to see. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm here doing a project that I've always dreamed of doing, and I want to be able to expand and do the same thing in, uh, in uh, film and television. For How sure. do y'all juggle so much? You're also in the new screen adaptation um, of The Color Purple. Yeah. Are you Harpo? I play Harpo. I mean, that's pressure. I was just about to say, I mean, (laughs) and you've got this all star cast, all star cast. There's Daniel Brooks, who I went to Juilliard with. And we used to dream about this. Yeah. Yeah. We used to dream about this in school. And so, yeah, it's just a pleasure to be in the room with that, um, that ensemble, Um, you know, Oprah sitting over there, you know, she'd come on set and hang with us. Um, so it's just great. It's a blessing. And he's singing, too. Yeah. Oh, singing, hear this too. Dude. And he's singing in the play. Singing in the if play. You wanna, yeah. If you want to hear this dude sing, come and check out Todd. Are you a natural, are you a natural singer? The guitar too. I grew up singing, but I, I, I don't call myself a singer sometimes out of respect to those who actually practice I mean, craft. I told him if my kids came in here, they'd be like, Benny. We have so enjoyed this. We're going to come and check out the. Uh, Congratulations! Out the play. Yes, Thank you. So Congrats on your yeah. debut. Thank Thank you. Uh, it's called Top Dog Underdog. Currently in previews, opens October twentieth over the John Golden Theater on Broadway. Dream Team, so good. All right, up next, actor and author Justin Baldoni shares to, uh, shares some life lessons with us. His message for all the boys and young men out there. It's good. We'll be right back. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console consoling. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera. Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go. You are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet. Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film The Aviators. Now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. 
Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. Our next guest can do a little bit of everything. You know, Justin Baldoni, I was just talking about his role (laughs) on Jane the Virgin, and he stays busy behind the camera as well, directing films like Five Feet Apart. Well, Justin is also now leading this discussion on modern masculinity. He's got a podcast. It's called Man Enough, uh, and he has a memoir of the same name. Well, now he's out with a new book. And it's a new book with life lessons for boys and teenagers especially. It's called Boys Will Be Human, a get-real-gut-check guide to becoming the strongest, kindest, bravest person you can be. Mm. Justin, good morning to you. And we were just sitting here talking as, as a, a mother and father to, to young children. This seems like a perfect book. Mm. Uh, mm. Why, why do people, boys and girls, parents as well, why do they need this book right now in this moment? Oh, I guess life is hard. Mm. And uh, it's hard to be a young boy. It's hard, it's hard to be a boy going through puberty with your body changing and testosterone filling you and starting to think about sex and all the things you start to think about and not having anybody to talk to. You know, I wrote this book kind of for myself. When I was 12, 13, 14, it was one of the loneliest times of my life. You know? Middle school is tough. It was so hard when you're bullied and uh, you start finding things on the internet you shouldn't find, mm-hmm. and you be in, you're introduced to a whole new world, and you don't have anyone yeah. to talk to, yeah. and you kind of feel like you're the only person in the world going through it. And uh, I thought it was really important to reach boys before they become men, before we put on all that armor that we spend our yes. lives trying to take off, yes. and uh, it becomes too heavy to take off. I mean, is is the book for boys and parents, or is it geared toward one more than the other? I, well, the book is for boys. I say 11 to 100. Okay. So it's for, you, it's for you and me, but it's also really for, for parents and educators as well. There's exercises in the book, mm-hmm. but it's a deeply personal book. So I'm not talking at the boys. Yeah. I'm with the boys. I'm sharing my personal experiences. So it's kind of written like I'm a trusted friend or an older brother that they don't have where That's they can great. feel safe to ask all of the deep, maybe shameful questions that they have that they're experiencing. And I use personal stories from my life that are extremely embarrassing that I had to like, you know, breathe through as I was writing it because a lot of trauma and a lot of stuff came up. Um, But it's also really, really honest. So I suggest for parents to take a look at it first, but more than anything, to read it with their kids. Because that'll create conversation and to get uncomfortable because we got to get uncomfortable. We can't just wait for the world to hit our kids yeah. and to expose them to everything. We have to be proactive in that. I thought it was interesting. You were telling us during the commercial break that when you talk to middle schoolers, sometimes you have them close their eyes. And what exercise do you have them perform? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a there's a whole bunch of they're called gut checks in the gut book. Checks. But the one I was talking about, I spoke at a middle school yesterday in Boston and I have them all close their eyes because one of the things in middle school is you're trying to fit in. You want to mm-hmm. be like everybody else. Right. You're looking at social media. You're watching the highlight reels of people's lives. Dopamine mm-hmm. is flooding your brain. And you want to be like everybody else. And so I have them close their eyes and I ask them, who here doesn't fit in? No peeking. Who here feels like you don't fit in? And they all raise their hands. And I say, look, open your eyes. If nobody fits in, who are you trying to fit in with? Mm. And so it's learning how to be themselves and recognize at the end of the day that who they are as they are is already enough. Their masculinity cannot be taken away from them. It cannot be emasculated. It's not something 
that uh, needs to be proved. It is mm. innate. So if you are a boy, if you are a man, it is you innate well, in you. Good. Nobody can take it away. Okay, before we let you go, we got to talk about this directing and producing project, right? Yes. Oh, oh yes. Yes. it ends with us. The, it ends with us. The <laughs> n- number one New York Times bestseller. Yeah. What can you tell us about this? What's happening with that? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go direct It Ends With Us. It's a beautiful Colleen Hoover uh, novel. There's me and Wait, Colleen. that picture? And, uh, good. Yeah. And um, what, what can I say? I can say we're... Do you have a cast yet? What's your dream we're, cast? We're casting now, and uh, uh, I, I may or may not audition. Who, who knows? Ooh. For myself. We'll okay. See. I think you should. <laughs> so starring, directing, that's that impressive. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that. That would be I'm a dream. I'm not saying that. Your middle school I'm self would be that. so proud. My middle school self would be freaking out right now. <laughs> and we should, we should point out, you write this book from a, from a perspective of a father. You have a five-year-old son yourself. Yeah, my son's turning five in two weeks. Hi. Hi, Maxwell. Hi, Hi Maxwell. My daughter's, uh, my daughter's seven. They're going to watch this oh when they get gosh, home from school. Please. There's Maxwell. And uh, yeah. Look, at the end of the day, I really believe with all my heart that if our young boys cannot learn to be safe spaces for themselves, that this world will never be a safe place for anybody. You're going to make me cry just because we're living it. It's so real. What kind of conversations? Because here's the thing. My son, he's eight. So I don't think the book is. He's probably he's not, not, he's a few yeah. years away. Three, yeah. three four years. But what, sort, what sorts of conversations should fathers and mothers of younger boys be having with their mm. with their sons? Conversations are important, but I also think. The younger you are, modeling is important. What I always say is my actions today will be their actions tomorrow. So for us, especially as men, it's important to show emotion, to show joy, to cry when we're feeling sad or happy instead of like, you know, that natural urge to repress our feelings. It's really important to model it so that they can know like, oh, I can be like daddy. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be soft because you want to teach these boys early on that their vulnerability, their kindness, their sweetness, their sensitivity, their compassion, their empathy. These are the things that will also not just make them good men, but make them good humans. Yep. It's so great. Good. Justin. Sold. Can't wait to read the book. <laughs> Justin Baldoni, thank you. Thank yes. you so much again. So Boys Will Be Human is out right now. Third hour of today. Right back after this. We're already excited because tomorrow here on the third hour of today, a basketball legend will be in Studio 1A. Dwayne Wade himself. D. Wade's going to join us to take a look back at the Redeem team. So fun. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, actress Chloe Grace Moretz. By the way, you can watch today anytime over on our streaming channel today all day, including our full broadcast every weekday at 11 and 2 Eastern. All you have to do is head to the Today All Day streaming channel on Peacock or your smart TV. It's been a good show. Full, full show. range today. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.